was popping was popping was popping welcome to gimbals i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose what up y'all and on this episode we're talking about how to launch your product successfully whether you are a beginner or an absolute pro lessons from the monopoly and tyler perry documentary you know we got to talk about it and then the question of the week pre-sales or give me my item which one is the best strategy moose how we feel about this episode hey if people don't know that you have a product they can't buy it so tap into this one man it's gonna be a special one let's get into this intro two kids from queens cut from a different cloth now joining forces helping you to elevate your personal brand yeah i'm talking about nikki and moose bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset the mentality the behaviors the driving force but more importantly the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the social media streaming platforms, but it is amazing for pre-recorded videos, just like how we do with the podcast, right? So you can do titles, you can do transitions, you could do video isolation, audio isolations, lower thirds, everything that you would need to have a highly produced uh, show, podcast, but also amazing for your Zoom meetings, for your Google meetings, all of those things. And we're giving away 14 days for free if you go to www. I think I did too many W's, but three W's dot nickyandmoose.com slash ecam. That's E-C-A-M-M for that 14 day trial. Moose, how are we feeling? Man, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. It's been a good week and uh, a good a good day of recording as well. So things have been great. Um, got a little, I got a little uh, back in the mode of some Netflix slash Amazon. Okay. So uh, I got to catch you up on that. So. I uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I got enough of it where like I got what I needed, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good. I, I don't even want to watch the rest of it." But uh, the Monopoly story mm. on Amazon Prime. So yeah, I don't know if you came across it, but mm-hmm. no, I haven't. Yeah, so I I'll probably watch about like 30, 40 minutes the, uh, of it because it it started to get somewhat repetitive with a lot of the interviews. But what I really liked, and and I don't know if they intentionally did it, but in the beginning. Somewhere in the beginning, maybe in the first 15 minutes or so, they were talking about why Monopoly has such great, call it adoption, or so many people play it. It's not just the product itself, because the product itself is actually a pretty simple game in terms of the rules, the concept. It's pretty simple. Most games go on for hours upon hours upon hours because the goal is to simply bankrupt the rest of your friends. But they said that what made it really special and why it's been played or being played for so long, they're going over 50 years or something like that. Mm. It's, it's a crazy amount of time. That's crazy. But it's because, yeah, it's, it's wild. But it's the memories that you make with your friends while playing the game. It's, it's those things. So it's, it just had me thinking, like, how can we create things that 
they help you to almost have an added experience to it in addition to what the purpose of the product is supposed to fulfill. So it's like, yeah, the purpose of the product is to be a, a game board or whatever the case may be. But in addition to that, are you, is it allowing the people who are going to engage in your product or service to also have an added layer, like this, this extra bonus? And literally, there were some people that they were interviewing about the game and they would start crying because they would think about, oh, I used to play this with my dad and my grandma and it, that meant something for our family and they're no longer here. And I was like, man, that's, that's deep. So I, uh, I appreciated that, you know, didn't watch the whole thing again. Cause it got a little, a little stale on me, but, um, I found out they have a, a world champion or like a world series of monopoly in Vegas. It's like a, a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> It's like a really big thing. So cool stuff, man. Check it out. Uh, a, a nice little story behind a very popular game. That's dope. I like that. Ah, check that out. I'm not a big monopoly. Are you a big monopoly person? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's why I was like, let me let me check it out. But because I've just heard it for so long, I wanted to see, you know, get a little bit of understanding around what the hype was. And then once they said that, you know, 1980s, I said, dang, they got some, they got some real history behind it. Then if it's, if it's been out here for that long. Yeah. No, it's. No, I've been alive. It's been there since day one. So <laughs> I believe it was before. So you know, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It's crazy, but I got to check that out. Um, for me, uh, I am so inspired by this Tyler Perry doc. Mm. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Not yet, at least. This is a must. This is an absolute must. And I'm going to try my best for those because I know it recently just came out. So some people are like, Nikki, I didn't even see it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try my best not to give too much but by the time this comes out, like, y'all should have seen it. I'm just saying. So I believe every creative entrepreneur, uh, aspiring entrepreneur needs to watch this, right? His story alone is amazing. But there are just certain lessons that really stuck out to me. More, of course, uh, on an inspirational tip, but... Like when we're talking about his plays and how he transitioned to movies and Lionsgate getting to him, right? They didn't know who he was. So mind you, Tyler Perry was like selling out amongst the black community over and over and over again, right? The success was crazy. So he was... Famous in the culture, but not famous commercially. And so when Lionsgate got to him was like, all right, we'll do the movie. That's cool. We expect maybe a couple hundred thousand, like just to figure out to make even of the budget. And when it completely like, like crashed all their expectations they were like hold on who mm. who is this tyler person like i didn't think it was like that where of course there was a lot of stereotypes of like black people don't go to the movie theaters pay for it that whole nine and he repeatedly over and over again like crushed the records from like it was crazy from the very time that he first dropped his movie 
to like 17 years later when it dropped on like Netflix, it still ended up being number one around the same month and day. Right. Wow. So that part, just hearing that was really dope. Like just cater to, to the culture first, cater to your community first. And they are going to show out when you show up in different environments. So that was one lesson that I got out of it. Two, um, he, he totally coined this new business model in the game where it was like the 1090 model, where when it comes to shows to be syndicated, you needed a hundred shows. And he knew that, right? To be syndicated, I need to have a hundred. So what he did was, yo, I'm a, I'm a fund the first 10, right? In, in, uh, in mind that the networks, the other networks are going to fund the, the 90, which will give him a total of a hundred and be syndicated. So everything from actors to the production and everything, he like paid for it. And then, people would come up to him like, yeah, let, let's shop for another 10. Let's, let me get another 20. And he was like, nah. And then finally somebody picked it up. I think it was TBS. I could be wrong, but a network picked it up for the 90 and he completely crushed it. It was house of pain. Mm. And Granted, it's still going on today. He shows after shows after shows. TV was very important for him. And what happened was it allowed him to gain control, like can gain ownership because he funded majority of it to now he's able to call the shots the way that he wants to. So the fact that he created a whole new business model in the TV world was really dope. But then mm. also the, I, I was and I'll probably talk about this in, in an, like another episode where I was reading this book and they were really going big on perception. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I have my ups and downs about that topic when it comes to branding, but it's crazy that though Tyler Perry was selling out shows, killing it in the box office when it comes to his movies, killing it with TV. It wasn't until he got the Tyler Perry studios for people to be like, yo, who are you? Like, oh, you a wow. big deal now. You mm -hmm. absolutely are a big deal now. Um, it, it in in the actual doc they had what's the what's the guy who did Star Wars? Uh Lucas guy. Lucas guy. What's his name? Sounds about right. I don't know. Okay, the Lucas guy. I was about to say the white Lucas guy. Golly, that's horrible of me. But you know who I'm talking about, people. So his wife was actually in the documentary, was like, look, he, uh my husband had to deal with a lot with building outside of the Hollywood network. So I already know what Tyler Perry was going through and my husband was white. So George Lucas, George, thank you. 
I was thinking of all these other names. George Lucas, right? So the the fact that he had to buy something that was probably like over a billion dollars, it was like an old army base, for people to really finally give him his props, gives him like his flowers, is crazy. But yeah. once again, it's like perception is everything, even though we may not like that. Perception's everything, but it's it's such a good documentary. Like I said, everything from his, and I'm not going to get into detail about his his uh story, but everything from his story to the journey of how his plays started, why he started the plays, um, when he got into movies, when he got into TV. Now he has Tyler and how he was intentional with naming each of the soundstage. Like you got Oprah Winfrey, you got, uh, was it Halle Berry? You got all Denzel Washington, people who he's looked up to, uh, who's been killing the game as well. Will Smith and did it more for the culture because the culture was really who brought him up was really the reason why he was successful. Now, a really relatable thing that he mentioned was the hate that he got, right? That people inside of the culture didn't really go for what he was doing. One of the, one of the ones that blew my mind was, and this is how like strong and, uh, a bigger person he is. He had a clip of Spike Lee, not necessarily praising him in the beginning of his mm. imagery when it comes to the black culture, but then years later has a soundstage named after him and he's like praising Tyler Perry. Interesting. Now, yeah, right. And so, you know, people... People made fun of him because he dressed in drag. People were, uh, of course, just saying bad things about what he has built. And the one thing that he said, like his mom, like instilled in him was just understanding the purpose. Like, and it completely disregarded what other people were saying because you know who you're speaking to. And so the same people who were knocking him down was the same culture that was the reason why he was successful. So this is where you kind of have to drown out the naysayers and the haters because well, we're selling out. So like, I hear mm -hmm. you, but I don't. Like, this is working. So like, you can have your opinion. You may not understand me me uh, dressing as a female. You may not understand certain characters. You may not understand certain topics that we're talking about. And you may feel like we are um, downgrading the culture, but actually we're giving it more of a voice because where in other movies, such as like an Eddie Murphy and a Martin Lawrence that would do the same thing as putting a female costume, but it would be more of, mockery and making fun of let's say the black culture he was more of bringing notice to some of the issues 
bringing awareness to the struggles that maybe a black family would give or females would get like he would bring light to certain things instead of making fun of it. So it was about like two hours. I'm going to watch it again. I, like I said, this is something that every entrepreneur, uh, soon to be entrepreneur, creative person need to have because not only from just his drive and his work ethic, but like getting the full picture of his empire is mind blowing, mind blowing. So yeah, yeah, I gotta check it out. I gotta yeah, check it out. I saw it. I I saw it. I saw it on the homepage as I was going through some things today. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, you have to. Like I'm I'm gonna watch it again. Like I'm excited about watching it again because it is. Yeah, that I I watched it last uh last night. Like started watching mm -hmm. it last night and I was just like, Oh, this is I gotta do it over and over and over again because the he, he makes you feel like you you ain't really doing anything. You really mm. you really ain't invested as you say you are. You ain't really you ain't really got That's the work good. ethic like you say you do. Like he make you question a lot of stuff and and all I could do is like also commend him for his faith because when I when I tell you when you hear this story of him and his father, oh, it's heartbreaking. Right. It's heartbreaking. Really? It's like how? How do you wow. how do you continue? How do you how are you do you have a, a therapist on site 24-7? Like, how are you running all of these different things with still those demons in the back? It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a really good documentary. I haven't been ex this excited for a documentary for a while that isn't clearly violence and shoot them up, bang, bang, like El Chapo and stuff. <laughs> and shoot them up, bang, bang. But, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. no, it's a really good one that I, I really suggest everybody should and let us know when you watch it. Okay, let us know when you watch it. Not if you're going to watch it. Yeah, no, I'm going to. No, when you watch it, let us know because I really want some of the lessons that you guys picked out of. That's just some of mine. There's so many more, and I'm going to watch it again to have even more. But, yeah, that's that's just some of mine. Yeah, that's fire. You know, it's, it's funny because one of the ones I've been wanting to go back to is uh, Kanye's documentary on Netflix. Mm. Yes. I feel like that's been due for a rerun too. Cause when it came out, I was just so like <coughs> almost in a rush to, to, to watch them all that I didn't really digest it. So I said, yeah, no, I need to, I need to go back and check this one out. Hey, real quick correction. Um, I said 1980s or something. Um, when Monopoly was released, this is crazy. I just Googled it. Well, after, after I finished that segment, 1935, it's really? Monopoly. Yo, that's bananas. Yeah. It first came out in 1935. I said, whoa. Wow. All right. All right. Coming up on 100 years. So shout out to Monopoly. Shout out to Monopoly. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm an only child, so I didn't really play a lot of it. But yeah, you can't. Yeah. Same, <laughs> yeah, same. You, can't. <laughs> you can't really. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's get to the creator of the week. 
And this week it is Eddie Cumberbatch. I hope I said that right. I believe I did, right? Said it pretty confidently. Yeah, it's good. I, I did. I did. So <laughs> um, that's his username actually on all platforms. And what I love about Eddie is that he actually creates content that all service providers should, right? He is not just saying, hey, I have a service. This is who it's for. Boom. What he's doing is showing who he would love to work with and break it down the problem and what is the solution. So let's uh, let's listen to Eddie. It's beautiful, but unfortunately, he's suffering from a disease, broke influencer syndrome. Although his looks might be maxed, he is not bank maxing. Welcome back to taking TikTokers from to a money printer in less than 60 seconds. Today, we're curing Dylan Latham. With over 1.3 million followers, if done correctly, he could be making over $250,000 per month from a paid community. Here's how. First, let's head over to this calculator to see how much he should be charging for his paid community. So he has 1.3 million followers, and let's use the 1% rule to calculate how many customers are in his audience. 1% of any audience will become a buyer so that's over 13,000 paying members and it looks like he only has to charge about $20 per month to make over $250,000 per month next head over to school.com and create a free looks maxing community and a paid looks maxing community all you need is a community funnel to get an audience to join a paid community I made an 81 page doc explaining how I set up a community funnel in high school that made me over $263,000 in my senior year join my live and I'll send it to you for free next head over to beautiful.ai and create a course with AI in less than five minutes all you have to do is tell it to create a looks maxing course and it'll create the slides that you can make videos over put this in the school community along with weekly group calls and lastly sit back and print a ton of bread anyone can set up a paid community around any topic even if they're not an influencer i explained how i was able to build one my senior year of high school and make over two hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars in the 81 page doc you know what to do when i say the blueprint i hope y'all were taking notes for people who have a service to give to other people because literally he gave it all away. He literally said exactly what he would do. And some people would actually struggle with doing that because it's like, yo, I'm telling why would they pay me if that's the situation? But knowing people with his target audience is not going to do it themselves at all. So if you give them the solution, he's the guy he's he's targeting or influencers that are similar to that are going to reach out to him and be like, yo, let's do this. I need a I need a paid community. You saying it could do this, that one percent of my followers would pay for it. Let's let's go run that. So uh, shout out to Eddie. Always giving the blueprint. His content is really dope. Uh, I found him on TikTok, but he's probably everywhere as well. Um, yeah, go check him out. Moose, did you know of this creator? Man, I have not, but I'm just looking at some of his stuff right now, especially after that video you showed. I'm like, okay, dude really got it down to a science. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a fire breakdown. Yeah, he he does this on he was doing this. I guess he had several types of businesses, so he was doing this kind of same blueprint on the other businesses that he has. So now this time it's like, let me find an influencer build a paid community, make, uh, you know, revenue off of that. So, yeah. Smart. Shout out to Eddie. Smart. Stuff. So, Stuff. let's get into 
the meat and potatoes of everything. So uh, are you gearing up to launch a product or don't even have a strategy that you are confident in? So here's the thing. We searched the lovely internet for some of the best launching tips from top entrepreneurs and influencers with a twist of our own experience, of course, to give you the best blueprint to launch your next product or service. First one that we're going to talk about is somebody we know dearly, which is uh, the launch strategist himself, Words Taylor. And first you have to prep the people before you can launch anything. So let's hear what he had to say. The key thing to a successful launch is you want to give your audience enough time to prepare for the purchase. So think about it like this. No one is going to buy, especially if it's a high ticket, they're not going to buy right then and there. So what you have to do is get them a chance to prepare their money, their mi mindset, their time, all of these things, and even try to understand who you are, what problem you solve, and how their life is going to be transformed for working with you. They have to go through this process first. And then with your launch process, now they can be ready to purchase on the day you release your product. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to words, man. And I love that breakdown because if you think about it and when you transfer this into some of our own big purchases, you think as adults, we're going to purchase, whether that be a car, a home, right? Any, any of those purchases, you're never going to walk in and just say, all right, I'm going to buy it right now. Even if you go to the dealer and do that, you at least have done some research to know <laughs> that this is something that you want. So I definitely agree with that. To transfer that to some of the service providers or really the online space uh, for those who are even similar to us in a sense, right? What I love about the, the, the summit model, the challenge model, these week-long programs that you have seen uh, people really embody or take on to help launch their products, it's they're utilizing that same method to introduce themselves to the audience to tell them about the pain point, the goal, the objective, and how they're qualified to do it. They're, they're, taking that, they're taking that week long program to introduce themselves and do all of those things instead of trying to do that all in one, one hour webinar and then pitch at the end of it and try and generate all the sales all in one spot. So that, that is what I feel has become something that makes a lot more sense in the online space. And, and again, Shout out to Daniel Priestley for, in his book, mentioning that seven hour rule, as people begin to spend that much time with you, they feel comfortable enough making a decision what, into whether or not they'll join, you know, your program, product or service. So yeah, fire breakdown, especially into say, hey, don't rush to it, right? It's not, it doesn't mean that you have a, a bad product or a bad service or whatever it is, but you're expecting people to make a decision on the spot and there are a lot of statistics that say not many people are prepared to do that, you know, for purchases, especially if it's a hefty investment. That's a fact. That's a big fact. So the next one, it comes from an OG, like y'all heard of Skinny T. Well, this is the person who is responsible for that. So Greta from, uh, who works hand in hand with founder actually talks about, the three ways to launch a product. 
Here are three free ways to grow your e-commerce brand before you launch. So number one is to hold a giveaway with your product on Instagram. My favorite type of giveaway here is a tag to win giveaway. Coming in at number two is sending your product to micro influencers. You gift the influencers your product and they post about it on social media to create hype. And finally, number three is to create an email waitlist to convert your social media followers into your email subscribers so you have a fan base to launch to. So I'm not mad at this. The very first one, as far as the giveaway, I, I have a love and hate when it comes to giveaways, but when it, we're talking about launching and giving people early access to the particular product, I'm for it, right? It could help gain extra followers, extra eyes to the product that people who didn't even necessarily know that it was coming out, but also it is another way to get it to into people's hands that they're actually excited about as far as like, yo, I won. So that kind of increases the chances of them sharing it on social media because they actually won the joint and they want to show people, look what I got and what you don't. So from that standpoint, I like that strategy Two, the micro influencers kind of going back to the, that first one where you're getting it in hands of people so they could share it on social media is always a good thing because we saw it before in a couple of episodes when we were talking about the creator of the week, Fat Joe, where he was giving out his sneakers before it even came out. And he would do it strategically to certain people that he knew had a following and be like, yo, I'm hand delivered to you knowing that their audience would see it as well. So this one is going more towards micro influencers than necessarily big influencers because you may have a relationship with them and you could probably do whether a physical or digital pull up on the person to have their audience see what you have going on. So it's a great kind of collaboration. Even if you don't know the micro influencer, a good collaboration is always cool or making sure when you do give it to these micro influencers, there is something that is social media, social media worthy. So is the packaging a certain kind of way? Is there a specific note that is catered only for that micro influencer? Is it uh, maybe customized just for them? Like you have to think of different ways that would make people want to take out their cameras and do that. And then uh, the last one is, of course, the waiting list, which I'm a fan of because this is giving you warm and hot leads for those people who are ready for your actual product. So you're saying, yo, we're going to give you and, and you want to incentivize them. Join the waiting list and I'm going to give you this early. Right. Shout out to Aaron. He uh, owns Black is the Brand. And he has like this really fire, uh, like sweatshirt hoodie of saying black is the brand, but it's like in a puff situation. And the only people who had access to get that were people who were on his waiting list. And he was making sales based off, yo, I, I only released that to the waiting list. I didn't even release it to the online. And we got to think about it in this kind of way. Those people who really rock with us would be on the waiting list. 
And social media almost sometimes feels like a hit or miss. But I could almost guarantee each email that I put out, I'm going to increase my chance way more of somebody purchasing rather than allowing social media to show it to whoever it wants to show to. It may not even show it to my top purchaser. So I fully uh, like these three reasons for the explanations that I gave. And yeah, Greta, Greta's been doing this for a minute. So shout out to her. Now, the next one is really dope, right? Goes from a, a TikTok coach called Zesty, right? And he talks about kind of pretty much documenting the process when you're launching a product. So first up, I would document my whole journey right at the beginning. I would talk about coming up with my business name, how I designed my logo, what pain points my business is solving, blogging how I created my product or getting samples, and even add your own lifestyle elements. The goal here is to establish you, your personality, and interest in your business. Next up is launch time. Here is where you reveal or announce your collection, and you want to talk about how you're feeling, show some emotion, what went right, what went wrong. And most importantly, why is your product unique? It's really important here to sell without selling and just tell some really fun and engaging stories. Next is your post-launch content. Now that you're up and running and this collection's gone live, we wanna see you pack some orders. This is such a great way to involve your community. And from there, we wanna see what else is happening inside your business or new products that might be coming out. This is your best chance to show your life, your business, and how things might've changed. Yeah, yeah, this is so good. It's, it's really a first person's view into not just launching the product, but heck, launching the whole business or from when it all started, right? Maybe not from the business, but at least the beginning of when that product was in its ideation phase. So I, I love that behind the scenes build up to it <coughs> to get people prepped into looking for when it's gonna come out or to really preparing that something is eventually or essentially gonna come out. So I love that build up for, you know, for it all. The, the part that I think is so interesting is that this is where you get a lot of people to support you just because they may not even need the product, but they simply resonate with the experience. They're looking at like, man, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I've gone through this. This is so relatable. This is so helpful. This is so encouraging. And you just find yourself wanting to buy, not because you need the product, but because you like what this person is doing from that standpoint. But essentially, it's still the, the process. It's a very call it organic or again, first person launch strategy. But what it's doing is it's still meeting the criteria of a successful launch, which is persuading people to say, I'm going to buy, right? Or this is exciting, I want to be a part of it. So I, I love that. And then of course, the final piece of showing the shipping or the packaging or whatever the case may be, that is proof that, hey, this is working. This is, you're not the only one who's going to be a part of it. We've talked about it before where one of the most exciting things or even the opposite is if you're a part of something and you feel like you're the only one who's a part of it, like, wait, so no one else is, <laughs> no one else is in this program with me or I, there's nobody else who is, you know, who I may want to learn from or connect with or build with. So I think the showing the actual proof that, Hey, you're, you're about to enter almost an exclusive community just by simply buying this product, 
right? Because now you're you're amongst everyone else who is enrolled in this, but you're not just the only one. And I know in some cases it it does, and and I think that's a different product tier or a premium feel altogether to feel like you have a one of one. But in this case, we're not talking about that type of experience. But however, documenting the proof or the delivery that you're not the only one who has made that decision, it almost removes that buyer's remorse or that buyer's guilt that some people may have. Like, shoot, should I have bought that? I was like, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, it, it is a good decision. Okay, there's, there's, there's hundreds of other people who are buying. I see the packages go out. So this is a good move. So, yeah, I, I love how, again, organic and just it takes a first-person appeal but ultimately it still delivers on the persuasion to get people to buy in. So good. And last but not least, we got the Kim K breakdown by Farah, who is a ad strategist. And you'll see why uh, certain things just sell out from uh, the Kardashians. This is the strategy Kim Kardashian uses on all her launches to have a successful launch and this is how you can do the same. First of all, she prepares her audience for what's coming. So you can see here she's launching a new Softland collection and she's given her audience an opportunity to actually click through and view the collection. And once a potential customer clicks through, they can actually see everything that's coming soon, including the prices and the colors that are going to be available. This is extremely smart because once a potential customer actually clicks, they are then targeted with email marketing. So for example, here you can see I got an email straight away showing me what I viewed so they know I have an interest in this. And then when it launches tomorrow, they can retarget me again. But it doesn't just stop there. With the use of ads, they will also be able to retarget anyone that landed on that coming soon page, making sure they come back and make that checkout tomorrow when it officially launches. Yeah, I think that's genius. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, one, the, uh, first off, I was wondering how did they get the email? I'm assuming you have to enter your email first for you to see all the products. I'm assuming, right? That would be the only way that they can get that information. But maybe they have some wizardry behind the scenes. It's Kim Kardashian. I really wouldn't be surprised. But typically, you would get people to enter their email so they can see what's coming soon. And then you can retarget them off of the emails. Of course, then if you have a pixel that's that's uh, connected to your website, then you can also retarget them with uh, with social media ads. And I think that's genius instead of necessarily relying on the social media, the organic social media side of things, you're now bringing from a more paid standpoint of making sure there's constant reminders. You know, we always have to see certain things about like now it's like seven to 11 times before we really like, okay, what's up? Let me, let, let me, let me get this because clearly this is all over and it's not necessarily all over to everybody else is all over to you because you already showed interest to it. So getting to like part of your launch strategy from a bare minimum, let's say you don't even have the budget for the paid ads just yet, but from a bare minimum, making sure there's a sequence with your email when you're doing this coming soon page. Boom, I'm going to launch it on social media. I'm going to put it out to my email list. I'm going to put it out however, I'll put it out on the podcast. 
they see the coming soon situation and then there's a sequence that hits them until the launch time of like, boom. And then of course, on the launch time, boom, look, the product is out. What you got on this? Like, which one do you want at this point? Because I, I made sure you saw the one that you liked over and over yeah. again. I may have in the email showed you different scenarios of why you may need this, how it looks on other different situations. In, in her case, it was about clothes. So showing other people in, in that particular style, in that way, you know, um, di maybe different scenarios as far as if you're at a party, if you're going to movies, like making sure the person fully sees them in every single scenario they may use it in. You could do that in your email sequence. And so hitting them back and forth and back and forth. I think that's really dope. So I, I, I actually really like that one. Uh, that one and the last one, as far yeah. as like just documenting everything, because it, it's crazy. I was just watching uh, TikTok will make you watch some crazy things like like these free dried candies. Right. Like, have you seen those? Mm -mm, no. So, so like they're like freeze drying, like all these like Skittles, chocolates, everything. So like you bite into it and it has like this crunch. And what they do, there was a particular uh, TikTok account that was like, yo, uh, we're trying to do it for chocolates and chocolates is not working. But I found the special one and they would show the process of it. And then boom, uh, is coming soon. Make sure you go uh, sign up for the waiting list. And then later on, they'll show all the different packages that they're sending out to it. So it kind of combines uh, both of these situations. But I, through this all, with, with all four of these different tips, you should be able to pretty much come up with your own strategy to launch you may like what uh greta said you may like what zesty said you may like what farah said you may need to prep like words taylor said but all in all the biggest thing is that you need a launch strategy you can't just drop it we're not j cole we're not beyonce and even them because of the algorithm and how everything's going on they still have to do a little bit more, right? J. Cole now is going on tour, which I don't really want to talk about because I'm not giving no more money, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, going on tour, he's going on podcast. You know, Beyonce is Beyonce. She don't have to do that. But I mean, she's coming out with a movie. Like, she's just doing different things. But even when she dropped her perfume, she dropped it. And then she came back later showing face, doing another video as far as her launch. And so make sure with whatever product, whatever service that you may have, there is at least some kind of thought to the launch strategy and that you will have certain things in place, whether it is using influencers, whether it is using email marketing, paid ads, just your social media presence, make sure there's something because it will make a world of difference and more money in your pocket. Which one did you like the most?
that 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 one before the last i gotta tell you i i, I really like that documenting behind the scenes you're getting people prepared for it but um it's crazy too that for some reason i didn't pay too much attention to that phrase until you said it one time selling without selling mm -hmm. because that's essentially what that what that method is and i i guess it really is a thing huh it's like people really embody that as a strategy it's like hey i I know I need to sell, but I'm going to do it indirectly by just showing you what I'm doing or what I'm up to. So that's dope. I'm, I'm for all of that. All of that. Right. Um, but let's get to the question of the week. And first and foremost, this segment is sponsored by the flight assessment, flightassessment.com. Discover your personal superpower and learn how to use your superpower to become the master communicator, strengthen all your relationships, and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential, flightassessment.com. Now, going along with this uh, launch strategy and, and products and all that great stuff, the question of the week is, pre-orders? versus immediate sale. Would you rather build anticipation with a pre-order campaign or instantly hit the market with immediate sales? Moose, mm. what you got? Man, you, I, I wanna say, I'm gonna tell you what I think is cool, but I'm gonna tell you what I actually do. Um, and I'm gonna go with what I do instead of what I think is cool, right? Okay. So I okay. love the idea. I, I know that the the science of pre-sales is is really something special for those who know how to utilize it correctly and build the anticipation and the hype that people are willing to give you technically their money based on an idea, a concept, something that they have not seen, uh, or at least not shouldn't say haven't seen because you could show them a sample, but it's not yet in their possession, right? So that's that's a that's a big a big deal. And I've heard stories of how people will use the pre-sale to actually then build the thing. And it's, it's, uh, it's incredible. But I got to say, for me and what we've done is we've always used the immediate sales, right? It's, uh, we, as part of our launch strategy, we will build the anticipation that usually comes with the, the pre-sale approach. But for us, the immediate sale is typically what we have worked off of. Um, as a matter of fact, we, because uh, I'm trying to think like in, in event-based in event -based products, there's still the wait to attend the event. So I guess it's similar in that sense, but I'll keep it short and say, yeah, I like, I like the immediate. I like the immediate on the spot because also to a large degree, a lot of the hard work, usually if it's done correctly or depending on the product, a lot of the hard work is already done at that point. You're, you're, you're just now, it's time to focus on the selling. You know, like you're not doing the back and forth of, all right, I'm going to test through a pre-sale and then I'm going to have to finish my development in time to fulfill, ship and deliver. No, you're going to market having already built, packaged, ready to go, sell, and then you just focus all your efforts on selling and fulfillment. So yeah, I like, I like the immediate, I like the immediate sales, honestly. I think, I think that's, that's the vibe. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of both. But if I had to pick one 
I would really say pre-orders. Reason why I say pre-orders is because it allows you to really feel the demand, right? As in making it part of the launch strategy where you can go document everything, get everybody hyped up in the process of it to be like, all right, bet. I'm gonna drop pre-orders. Y'all seen this whole thing? Let me drop the pre-orders, right? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean collect all the money and then do it. Like, I still feel like you can at least put a path. Let's say you, you know, you want to at least see, but you won't, you know, waste too much money. You can put up half to get some of the stuff started, right? Bring some of the things in and then do the pre-orders and get the rest of the situation going. And so it's not like with certain pre-sales, you got to wait three months. You got to wait. Like I bought the humane pin and it says early of 2024. And I'm so upset about that. So upset about it. And if it wasn't for my YouTube channel, I really wouldn't get it at all. Mm. I wouldn't, but I'm going to strategically use that. I'll talk about that maybe in the after show or something. But, um, but I don't have, if, if I put half of the money up and then do the pre-sale, I wouldn't have to make people wait till months later, right? I could get them the product almost ASAP based off what my movement is behind the scenes. And, and like I said, it, then it also brings extra social proof because as people are pre-ordering it, some may put it on uh, social media. Even if they don't put it on social media, you're able to get the sales, you're able to get the confirmation and you put it up on social media yourself as different social proof so people will be like oh people are actually getting it boom let me let me get that too let me pre-order mines as well because it you know people will do stuff once they see other people do it so as you're showcasing like yo people are actually buying this people are in here cool i'm going to do that too so I, i'm i'm a fan of the the pre-order stuff as long as it's done correctly not the, you know, let's, let's wait a whole year. Let's wait six months. Once I find out like, okay, so prime example, um, this, this teleprompter that I got, right. Um, and if you want to know all about it, go to my YouTube channel at this is Nikki's on YouTube has a whole full video, right. But I bought the teleprompter. I didn't think it was a pre-order, but then I got hit with an email saying you won't get it. It's back ordered till like January. Now that's a different story, right? But if I knew that, I wouldn't have gotten it because I'm not a fan of the pre-orders or the back order situation that makes me wait, especially after like a, a certain price point. After like, yeah. I'm gonna say, after 250 maybe, two <laughs> maybe. I'll say two, yeah. right? I don't, and I don't really know you. Like, if I don't really mm. know you, hmm, I'm, I'm gonna wait. I need I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I wait. Now, if I yeah. know you and I bought for a minute, like a minute, I may do that. 
I mean, I, I feel I might not feel easy about it because I'm like, where is this thing? Where? Because you forget, like you absolutely forget. I'm like, is it a is it a patience thing? Is it a you know just? No, the, if I pay I, for I, something, I want it. Like, fair. I don't know if that's a patience thing. That's a yeah. everything else. We live in the Amazon world. Mm-hmm. Like, I pay for something, I get it tomorrow. Now, Do you granted, hear Amazon's going to start selling cars on Amazon next year. I saw that. That's what I was like. I saw that, but do you get like from Amazon? But do you? And maybe this is better, right? Because you know how you go to the dealerships, you can lower certain prices if you're a good negotiator, which I'm not at all. So this is why I'm hoping (laughs) all the cars go to Amazon, and it's like the price that it needs to be, like not the stacked up ones that go in the dealerships and then they think you're doing a you know what i'll get this is how much you got it for anyways fool like what are you talking about so uh but i don't know how we got we we got here but we're here i'm hoping more cars do that tesla (laughs) right more cars do that that i can get my car maybe two days later that'd be fire I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. need to test drive any. It's a car. <laughs> the car. It depends. It depends. I, th- I think I'm more of a test drive kind of person. Like I need I'm, to, I need to get a feel for you know the car. No. But I no. feel you though. It, I mean, it is at the end of the day, it's a point A to point B. If it does that, and it's a brand new car, there's not much that's gonna happen. Listen. I would buy a car from Amazon. I would. I would. Transparent pricing. I'm for it. Yeah. Transparent pricing. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I absolutely would. Um, But would it let you trade in your car? I guess we'll find out. That's That's, that's another thing. If you 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 allow that, that's, that's, you. Yeah. You're good. You're good on my end. I was going to say, Apple. Apple lets you trade in your iPhone from the from when you do an online order. Like it's similar, you know. You send you send in the car. I don't know. I don't know what about the shipping process. <laughs> you send in the car. They do an appraisal. Give you. A, I wonder you know, if they pick it up. That, they just pick it up. Yeah. When, you, yeah. when they yeah, drop off your car, they pick up sense. the other yeah, car. Yeah. I'm for that. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's, I'm just. That's just. It's gonna be an interesting time we live in. I tell you that. Listen, it's only going to get more interesting. Shout out to Amazon. Amazon is not playing yeah. with y'all. Amazon Crushing is it. like, we Crushing are it. We are getting everybody, okay? Everybody's Monopoly. coming to Amazon, and we're going to deliver it in 2.3 seconds. Depending where you live, you can get it tonight. Like right now. Give me a few hours. I'll send it to you. Shout out to all those cities <laughs> that do that, because clearly that's not where I live. Get it like yeah, surprisingly, in New York, it's not there yet either. Nah. I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't done no there's yeah, certain, I haven't there's done certain no. things yeah like if you if you order um like essentials uh okay that will yeah, be there yeah, literally yeah. like yeah yeah no yeah i know the whole food stuff usually comes in the same no day. not whole like like uh because that's that's a store that they partnered mm-hmm. with but i mean like if you ordered paper towels and pens and like Random essentials. Uh, I don't know okay, how pens okay. is essentials, but maybe to some, right? 
Um, then they'll be like today, 8 p.m. But it's 7.59, 8 p.m. We got you. We'll be there. I love it. I love I'm, just, it. I'm just saying. Side note, um, since I did bring it up, I really am mad about this humane pin. I really am. I am going to talk about this on the after show a little bit, but I am mad that uh, I paid over $700 for something that's saying early of 2024. No, even they, I just tried looking it up there. I thought they were going to have like an official date of when oh. in 2024, because early could mean January, February, March. That's still early in 2024. That's that's the but, same uh, thing uh Apple Vision Pro is doing right now. Early mm -hmm. early 2024 we're going to come out. When? When? Let me know. I'm getting that too. I'm getting that too. <laughs> I loved your face on that. You said when? <coughs> when? <laughs> <I'm dying. laughs> that was good. I love it. <laughs> I'm dying. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back. Get, send dates to Nikki, please. Uh, Apple, Humane, come on. Give us some dates. You know what I'm saying? Don't, yeah. don't do that. Give us some dates. Yeah. Something. Something, people. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to let the people know if it's good or not. But y'all not, not telling me nothing. Whatever. Anyways. Uh, listen. Every Tuesday. Okay? Every Tuesday, YouTube, 8.30 p.m. Go check out. Our live show, uh, after show, if you have Apple Podcasts, is there on All Access Squad. Please do that. Uh, what you got on the stream execution side? Man, um, just just look out. Black Friday. Black Friday can be uh, a nice a nice low, uh, nice low setup. We actually have a master class tomorrow, too. So, uh, well, no, actually scratch that. You guys won't won't listen to this in time to know about the masterclass. So scratch the masterclass. Pay attention to Black Friday. Black Friday is going to be a good time for us. Lightassessment.com. Uh, deeper than the brand, we have our courses, of course, AI toolkit, five-course bundle, coming to the community. I see you guys doing some crazy stuff going on over there. Yeah. We outside. We outside, crazy. people. We outside. Yeah. Do that. Of course, uh, my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at this is Nikki's. Go check that out. And then uh Moose, final words. Yeah, I hate to be so cliche, but of course, because I said that I have to be uh somewhat cliche. Uh, but live your life. Not for real, man. Live live your life. You, you only do get one life and a lot of the stuff that you care about or worry about, it, it really does not matter a couple of years from now. So enjoy it, forget what people say, and Live your life, period.